Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This week, updates, awards, new websites, all sorts of features, lots of stuff to talk about, and a full cast of podcasters. So I'm Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today are Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield. Brenda, Matthew, hello. Hi. Good to see you, Ryan. Now, for you, our listeners at home or in the car or wherever you are, you can't see it, and we make that joke a lot, but Matthew and Brenda are in the very same room, podcasting on the same microphone. In real life stereo. Wow. <laughs> that is blowing my mind. vision. <laughs> yeah, Brenda's uh, here visiting in Springfield, uh, I think partly to see our beautiful office and more to see uh, beautiful family members. Uh, here. We did have a nephew born yesterday. Aww. Um, lots happening in Springfield for us, but it is very nice to be in the office. How did you plan the trip around the birth of the baby? That's crazy. No, they, they planned the birth around us being here. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Well, in the same vein as birthing, we have to talk about Atlassian <laughs> Cloud. Because that has absolutely nothing to do with birthing at all. But cloud is always giving birth to new features, right? Or something like, anyway. So, so there have just been some minor changes. We've commented a lot on this podcast about how um, cloud is becoming a more mature product. Um, and it looks like the changes have really slowed down. But they've added a new a new function. And you're soon going to be able to see the work logs in your Jira issues. Wow. And specifically in the new issue view. Uh, so uh, click comments, drop down menu, choose work log to get started. What I think is most amusing about this update, Ryan, is the coming soon tag. You will soon be able to also edit and delete them. You know, like Brenda said before we started recording, they're iterating. <laughs> And uh, otherwise than that, it looks just sort of smooth. There are a few updates that are rolling out across the platform for GDPR-related com uh, compliance issues. The render all raw wiki text user mentions uh, with the account IDs, that's, that's relatively new and has been rolling out. Um, they have a star next to changes to projects, but it's really kind of a, a nothing thing. It's, it's, you can just quickly move between projects now with the sidebar. Cool. I mean, it's good to move between projects, I guess. It always makes me nervous uh, in terms of like, well, is cloud slowing down or are they just not telling us about stuff? It's, it's still hard to tell. Well, we can only hope <laughs> that it's just slowing down. Are they just hiding? But I'll tell you, we did find something that was hidden away, and I think it's going to be worth talking about. Yeah, so this came out just an hour. Actually, when we started talking, it was 36 minutes prior to the podcast recording, so... Uh, only the freshest of news on Adaptivist Live, which is not actually live, and you'll hear this about two days, three days from now. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, multi-year renewals. So this is where you have um, Jira Server or Jira Data Center. Uh, for those of you who are on cloud, you're already aware you're paying either a monthly subscription or a one-year, a 12-month subscription. But on server and data center, uh, you currently can get a perpetual license, which means that 
you know, you, you have that version, you can keep running that version forever and then you pay for maintenance and maintenance gets you upgrades and, and some support and things like that. Uh, previously you could do a three year maintenance agreement and this locked in your price. So for three years, your price was the same that is being reduced to two. So going forward, uh, your price can only be locked in for two years. We are going to be linking to the anchor tag on the purchase licensing page. Uh, this was real buried. Um, we found out about it through some, some partner channels. Uh, for those of you who listen to this podcast, we're your channel. Uh, and for everybody else, they may not notice because uh, it's uh, down in like a bullet point in the under point. how can I purchase a maintenance renewal uh, a little over halfway down this long purchase licensing page. Um, so if you've got a three-year renewal uh, or three-year maintenance right now, just be aware it's going to go to two. And uh, it would not shock me if uh, sometime in the next couple of years, it went to more of that uh, 12 month subscription model like receiver cloud. And I don't, I don't recall if they've announced a subscription model for data center yet. I think we all kind of anticipate it coming someday though. No data centers. Well, when you renew data center, you don't get a discount at all. You pay the oh, yeah. same price that you paid on year one. And yeah. so it's more or less a subscription model at this point. Pretty close. All Even right. if they're not like calling it that it's, it is what it is. I think, and I've said it, the writing's on the wall, long live server. The server is on its way out. Maybe. We don't know anything that you don't. Probably. Speaking of server, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. We have several updates to bring to you for server applications. We're going to start with a nice announcement about Bitbucket. <laughs> In Bitbucket server 6.4, uh, there will now be an announcement banner. Oh, it's an announcement about an. Uh, I see what you. I'm did there. announcing. She was burying the lead a little bit. She wasn't announcing it quite as with as much announcements. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to over announce it. Uh, so announcement banner, and in addition to that, uh, you can now see more easily uh, files that have been locked for editing. Uh, this will help avoid merge conflicts, and you will now see a lock icon next to files that have been locked. If you hover on that lock, you can see who locked it and when. Can you email them directly from the icon and tell them to no. unlock the font? No, dang, that is a shame. <laughs> uh, you get on Slack for that. It would be cool if there was a Slack button. Oh. Slack message. <laughs> we'll take royalties for that idea. And no yeah. gifts on this so, page either. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. The announcement banner, I mean, this feature has been in uh, Jira and Confluence for ever? ages. Roughly um, ever, yeah. So, you know, their main point is uh, for upcoming maintenance periods and to communicate scheduled downtime. The lock icons are similar to just communicating these things. But, you know, investing in user experience for Bitbucket, uh, it's, it's nice to see some movement there. I like what they say about the announcement banner. Forget about sending easily ignored emails. I can't ignore an email. It's in my inbox. My inbox isn't at zero now. What does this say? Do I have to do something with it? Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't ignore it. I feel like it should sync with status page or something. Wouldn't it be neat if you put this up in status page and automatically there was an announcement banner put onto the other Atlassian app? For anybody at Atlassian listening, you might consider this feature as well as a royalty check. There was nothing subtle about that, but I believe I think Matthew's right. Go ahead and send nothing him the money. Nothing subtle about any of us. 
<laughs> but then what if your status page link breaks? Will it post the status page? I expect Nagios updates in that case. Oh, 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 now you've gone now you've gone there. You've gone all the way there. Well, there are there are more updates to server products. It's not just Bitbucket. Confluence upgraded to 6.15.6 um in between podcasts and it was basically they just squashed some bugs. Some bugs that that we actually reported on weeks ago have now been flattened. Though amusingly, these were bugs that were fixed and then cropped up again and have been fixed again. I thought I was going to have something clever to say there. There's nothing clever about it. It broke. They fixed it. They fixed it quick. Yeah. If you, if you will, we'll link to the release notes and you can click and see the bug. It was like within days. Yeah. They're, they are staying on top of these things. Kudos to the Confluence team um, for fixing the the one in particular is when service desk is integrated with Confluence 615.4 knowledge-based articles couldn't be opened from the customer portal. So we talked about that a few podcasts ago. There was a, a, a the exact same problem. Um, looks like it, they fixed it and it cropped up again. So, um, and then a few other things are pretty minor, some issues with emoticons because there's always issues with emoticons um, and some, some database issues with uh, restart. That's pretty unlikely to crop up. If it has, you probably know about it. So, um, and while we were digging into some of these fixes, I stumbled upon a Jira system that I hadn't seen before. It's probably been around forever, but we've talked a few times in the past about how we're always looking into a bunch of different places to find articles and find updates from Atlassian. One that we were intimately familiar with and have been for over a decade is jira.atlassian.com. If you go to that URL, it now just redirects the marketing page, but um, there is a Jira system behind that. uh, And that's where you can find the bugs and the features. If you go to jira.atlassian.com slash projects. Uh, what I wasn't aware of was ecosystem.atlassian.net. So I was uh, investigating uh, migration into cloud and looking for some feature support issues. Those are on ecosystem potentially. Uh, what the ecosystem server holds is bugs, features, requests, that type of thing for Atlassian apps. Um, not apps made by third-party vendors, but those made and maintained by Atlassian, as well as stuff about the API. So if uh, those are topics of interest to you and you want to see what's in the backlog or what bugs have been reported, ecosystem.atlassian.net is where you will find those, not at jira.atlassian.com. It's worth noting that if you know of something that we don't as far as Atlassian updates, why would, be so much why wouldn't you share that with us? We are, <laughs> we are here for you. So email us what we need to know at learn at adaptivist.com. I double dog dare you to email us. Do it. Who's going to do it? We should attach a prize to it. Prize is coming. Be sure to listen to future episodes to hear about prizes because that's Ryan and I haven't had a chance to speak about it yet, but uh, that's coming. That's oh, yeah, great. Oh, awesome. That's actually happening next episode. Oh, can we put up a banner, please? We need an announcement banner. Oh, that would require us to have a visual presence somewhere. Wait a minute. (laughs) I'll put an announcement banner on the GIF in SoundCloud. All right, excellent. So, So, email us with information if you've got it. So we've talked quite a bit about the Atlassian ecosystem. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. oh. Let's move on to a little bit of partner news. Um, Adaptivist is pleased to announce a partnership with ALM Works uh, regarding some scripts in the Adaptivist library. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast before. The Adaptivist library is a go-to uh, place where you can get existing scripts, share scripts, find things with Script Runner that may be useful to you. And uh, we partnered with ALM Works recently to come up with a number of scripts around structure for Jira. 
so those scripts do things like uh, filtering issues in structure, um, changing ownership of structures or generators, um, easier ways to administer those structures. Um, there's a blog post that we'll link to in the SoundCloud description uh, that goes into a lot of detail on some of these wonderful scripts. So we really appreciate the opportunity to work directly with ALMWorks. Um, and we think that the scripts that have come out of this um, are really gonna be helpful for structure users. Yeah, we'll link to the library as well. We've got nine scripts total. And uh, I think in the future, you may see more added to this collection, as well as scripts for apps made by our other partners. And if you have Script Runner and Structure and you use the two together, you can also contribute your script. You can, you can give us script. Give us the script. Don't email that to us, though. That just goes through the library, okay? Don't email us that. <laughs> we would look at it and scratch our heads. Um, <clears throat> But while we're on the topic of ALM Works, um, it is no secret that we are big fans of those guys. We we hang out with them whenever we get the chance and have a, a, a good time. We want to send them a congratulations for winning a gold medal in application lifecycle management from Infotech and Software Reviews. So ALM Works, awesome job, guys. We we are big fans of the Structure product, and you personally and everybody else should should love the ALM crew. They're wonderful folks, and uh, congratulations, guys. No gold medals for Ryan, yeah, his so, speaking ability. So for our viewers at home, what you, you can't see or hear is all the stuff that Ryan just cut out uh, <laughs> because he could talk about this for some reason. I like to think because he's so enamored with Eugene and ALM works, but uh, do, who knows what led to his being tongue tied. Come on, man. It's uh, Phil. Phil's the man. <laughs> it's a beautiful bromance. It is. Uh, speaking of bromances, uh, we've got an article from the Bitbucket blog uh, about adding human interaction back into automated builds. Other than the use of the word human, there's nothing bromantic about it. Uh, but uh, Bros are humans too, bro. <laughs> Uh, so we just thought this was a, a neat addition or, or improvement to uh, pipelines. And it's something that, you know, we mentioned before, we're not programmers. I mean, Brenda kind of is a programmer. Ryan and I, though, we don't know Jack. Uh, we do know Phil and Eugene, but we don't know Jack. And uh, so, so there's a lot of stuff that we don't use. But uh, in terms of passing a custom variable to a pipeline to trigger it manually, like as, as part of a manual trigger, um, that's something that tickles my fancy. This is something that, um, I've been working with, with a couple of the programs that I interact with. There's one in particular, not naming names, but, uh, I can't do custom variables with it. And it's just infuriating to me. Like I hate having my hands tied in that way. There's really interesting things you can do when you can start to, to customize something yourself. Like it's a, it's a power I've gotten used to in script runner and, uh, it's, it's frustrating to not be able to do that elsewhere. So it's neat to see this being added to Bitbucket pipelines. Uh, it's just like, uh, create a list of extra variables in your custom pipeline. And then when you manually trigger it, you'll be prompted to enter those values. And so, uh, we'll link to the article on this. It's, it's like, a. I think the other thing I'm liking about this, I've been doing a little bit more in the software development space, uh, working with a team of developers and any solution that ends up being really simple, I feel is also inherently powerful. Uh, and this looks like a nice, simple, but super powerful thing. And so, uh, you know, while we're handing out kudos, kudos to the Bitbucket Pipelines team. I think this is a real nice addition to it. It is worth noting that this feature is not just turning on a switch. You can't you can't get access to these variables just by hitting a switch in the project settings. You have actually have to add 
uh, a little little snippet of script. And we will, of course, link you to that in the SoundCloud description. Well, Matthew, Brenda, it has been a lot of fun this week. Thank you so much for joining me from your delightful office in Springfield. I'm glad that you get to spend some time there. And you, our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We wouldn't do it without you. Maybe we would. I don't know. I'm not sure. We just we like to. We, we. I mean, we, we're used to it, so we, <laughs> we might as well. So, you got something for us? Do you have some information? Do you want to ask us a question? You want to just hang out? Email us at learn at adaptivist.com. Make sure that you're joining the fun, in air quotes, on social media by following us at Adaptivist. For Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Everyone put on your royalist smiles. Uh.